Thanks for joining me here on Conversations for Yoga Teachers. I'm your host, Karen Fabian, the founder of Bare Bones Yoga. I'm an experienced registered yoga teacher with over 15 years of teaching experience, a certified personal trainer, and an entrepreneur. My mission is this, to help you develop into a purpose-driven, confident yoga teacher, one who truly understands anatomy and how to share it clearly and confidently so that you can help your students learn and as a result, grow your impact and connection. I strongly support and value the uniqueness of all individuals and provide a safe community where diversity is embraced. Through my mentorship and signature program called the Blueprint Learning Program, I help yoga teachers build their skills in the area of learning anatomy, and along with that, help them learn important business skills and personal development ways of being that will transform them into purpose-driven teachers who make a big impact. On the podcast here, you'll get a blend of both anatomy learning, stories from teachers, interviews with others in the field, and a dose of personal development. For more information and to get on the wait list for any of my programs, see my website, barebonesyoga.com. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Conversations for Yoga Teachers. I'm your host, Karen Fabian, and this is episode 181. So I'm recording this on May 2nd, 2022. Oh my goodness. I cannot believe it's May. Um, I'm kind of chuckling as I say that though, because I think there was like a Seinfeld episode once where he talks about how annoying it is that people are always like, where does the time go? And I can't believe it's the end of the week. And I know it sounds kind of trite, but it truly is amazing that we are just moving forward in this calendar year and we're already at May. Um, for me, I'm really psyched about that though because I am definitely a summer girl and I cannot wait for the weather to be consistently warm, which it definitely is not doing here in Boston. So for today, I wanted to start out with um, just a couple of just general things and then dive into a little bit about the anatomy. And then we're gonna back out and talk about just some high level teaching themes. This is the first episode I'm actually doing on my own for a couple of shows. There have been just some really cool guests that I've had on and I'm super grateful to them for taking the time to be on the show. And if you've missed those, just scroll back and take a listen to some of the uh, recent episodes. I've had Catherine Beck on, who um, is a vocal coach, and I've had uh, one of my current students in the program. I, I had a, um, a, a video or audio of her on a recent coaching call, just talking about some of the positive shifts she's been having in her teaching as a result of being in my program and really applying herself to the process. And there have been some other, other folks as well. So if you've missed those, go back, take a listen. There've been some cool things we've talked about. And today I wanted to, you know, really just do a solo episode and touch on a couple of different things. So the first thing I wanted to just mention, and this kind of goes along with the podcast in that it's a, another free content channel that I have out there for you to um, get anatomy information and just connect with content that can really help you shift your teaching in positive directions. And that is both my TikTok and my Instagram. I am just blown away by once you kind of get a handle on the rhythm of those apps, they will serve up your content to people. 
And by people, I mean yoga teachers, people who you know want to see your information. So if you're out there listening to this and you've been you know sort of on the fence about getting involved in different platforms like TikTok and Instagram, I would highly, highly recommend you do it. It's totally free. You know, I also pay for Facebook ads when I'm promoting uh, one of my monthly workshops. However, these daily videos I do, I just do them. It takes me very little time. And I know that all of you listening, most of you are yoga teachers, and I'm sure that you have a message you want to get out, that you have a way that you are in the world as a teacher, and you want to get that information out there so you can help and connect with more people who are looking for yoga services, yoga classes, you know, whatever your focus is as a teacher. So this isn't just about me and encouraging you to go to my channel so that you can pick up some tips on anatomy and teaching and sequencing and cueing and all of that. Um, it's really just to give a shout out to these platforms that are completely free. And the other thing I'll say is this, you know, for those of you listening who feel a little uncomfortable when you teach, maybe you feel like you don't feel comfortable in your own skin, you're not really sure how to find the right words, you know, maybe you're a shy person, whatever, whatever it is, whatever is in your way of feeling really comfortable and authentic, putting yourself on video on social media is really a great way to move past that discomfort. And, you know, one of the reasons, of course, is you can record something and delete it. I would not recommend that. I would definitely recommend you just go with what you've recorded in the moment and don't make it a long, complicated process. Because if you do that, it definitely gets to be the kind of thing that you end up resenting. Um, just do one take and put it out there. And don't worry about it because honestly, there's so much information out there. No one nitpicks anything. And it's really, you know, for you more about getting comfortable in front of people, getting comfortable with your wording, getting your message out. And so I would highly, highly encourage you to, to really leverage these platforms for exactly what they exist for, which is to give people a way to amplify their message. And I know that there's definitely some downsides to social media. However, that doesn't mean we don't use it. I don't think. I think it's still a wonderful way to get your message out there. So you can check out my channels, Bare Bones Yoga, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. Um, but I would say Instagram and TikTok, I'm doing two, if not three videos a day. And the other thing I wanted to mention is, were you at my launch workshop, which happened on Thursday? Um, if you were, and if you were there live or you watched the replay, send me a direct message on Instagram and let me know what you thought. Let me know if it met your expectations based upon what you thought you were going to hear about, learn about. Uh, let me know if you have any questions. I would definitely, definitely love to hear from you. What I'll share for those of you who weren't there or didn't watch the replay, which is actually no longer available. Although I will say, if you really want to see it, send me a DM on Instagram and I'll send it to you. Um, what I did this time for my monthly workshop, because I do monthly free workshops every month, is um, I did a class. I taught a class, a 30 minute sequence, 30 minute class, and I focused exclusively on sharing anatomy based cues. And I did it in such a way that at the end of the class, I then broke down many of the anatomy based cues I shared 
into what the anatomy was behind them. And I got a lot of really good questions uh, afterwards in email and even some folks stayed on after the um, workshop to ask me questions. And so I knew it was sort of hitting a nerve in a good way with teachers. I think this is such a, I'm just so excited for this new format and I'm going to do it again in May, use the same format. And I'm just excited about the opportunity to sort of right away after you practice to talk about the anatomy behind the cues you just heard rather than doing it, you know, kind of separately as a separate conversation. So again, if you were there, you watched the replay, send me a DM on Instagram or just a regular email to Karen at barebonesyoga.com and let me know anything that came up for you. If you liked it, if you didn't like it, if you had questions, I'd love to know. Um, the other thing is I'm actually going to be adding, uh, I don't know if you've ever been to any of my weekly virtual classes, but I'm gonna add a class probably every week that'll be themed like that. So my free virtual classes, which are just a half an hour, uh, are different uh, themes per class. And I decided for one of them, I'm going to do, it'll be kind of a teacher only, although anybody can come of course, but it'll be really focused on um, helping teachers understand the anatomy rationale behind the cues. So you can always, sign up for any of my classes on my website, the virtual class page. I also post them every day on Instagram and my stories. And um, yeah, so this Friday is going to be the first one that I do that. And the weekly class, the virtual class, I'll again, just really make a case for doing this, especially if in this new post-COVID world, if you're um, not getting the in-person teaching opportunities that you thought you might get, or maybe you're stalled right now for whatever reason, maybe you're um, just recently graduated from your teacher training and you're connecting with some studios in your area and you're, you're waiting to hear back, don't wait to teach. Just open your laptop, set up a Zoom uh, call and invite some people that you know. It's a wonderful, wonderful way to build some consistency for you as a teacher and to start to get, same thing, get your message out there. So um, if you have any questions on how to do that or you're looking for any support in doing it, just reach out to me and, um, and I'm happy to just get on the phone with you and talk through it. So um, what I wanted to talk about today from an anatomy perspective, I've actually been teaching the anatomy for a 200 hour teacher training program for a friend's studio. Her studio is in Montana. It's really cool to think about me in Boston and them in Montana. And we get together on Zoom. We've been doing it now um, a couple of weeks in a row. And sometimes I do get asked by studios to teach their anatomy portion of their training, which I love, love, love to do. And um, so in the most recent training we did on Saturday, today's Monday on Saturday, right? <laughs> um, we were talking a lot about the role that muscles play. And I've talked about this on past episodes and I thought it would be a good theme to just bring up again today because so much of what we sort of lose when we study anatomy is we lose the perspective on the body as a whole and the body acting as a whole organism. And this is exactly where our head should be as yoga teachers, because we're not just teaching muscles or bones, we're teaching whole people that work as an entire unit and mechanical, biomechanical uh, unit. 
And, um, and it's, it's kind of a dual skill that we need as teachers. We need to be able to understand the detail and we also need to be able to back out and look at the big picture. This was actually something I talked about recently on an Instagram live I did with um, Caitlin Webb. And some of you may know Caitlin because we did a workshop together um, two months ago, I believe. She is a financial consultant and she works specifically with yoga studios and Pilates studios to help the studio owners with their profit planning. And um, what she and I were talking about on a recent Instagram live is um, this idea that when you look at your finances, it's like you need to be able to dive into the details of, you know, maybe what's in your portfolio or your bank accounts or your expenses. And at the same time, you want to be able to take a big step back and look at the big picture and look at, well, what kind of financial goals do you have in your life? And what are you looking to do? And what's your overall debt? And, you know, I just, I love finance as a topic. I know a lot of people think they have uh, a thing where they can't learn money and they can't learn stocks and they can't learn finances. I'm completely obsessed with all of that, especially when it comes to tech stocks and just stocks in general. Um, I'll also tell you just a funny little side story. I am, uh, I love the show Million Dollar Listing New York and Million Dollar Listing LA. And for years I've been watching the show and I love Ryan Serhant. He has a really good book out that I would highly recommend, actually two books. And even though you're probably not in real estate, it's just a great book in terms of motivation and planning and forward thinking. And um, as a result of watching that show, I was um, made aware of a real estate company called Douglas Elliman. And they are one of the few uh, publicly traded stocks, which is in residential real estate. And many of the properties that I see on the show are, are represented by agents from Douglas Elliman. So that's how I knew about the company. And I've been sort of watching their stock and real estate's always a good investment. So I actually invested and bought some of their, some of their stock last week. And it literally was from that TV show, which I think is so cool. So just if you think you have an issue with learning about profit planning and financial management and the stock market and all of it, maybe that example will give you just um, a sense that it really is uh, easy. And there's so many things happening in your life already, the products you buy, the companies you like, the companies whose message meets with your own. I mean, this is where you can invest your money. Uh, so anyway, I'm getting way off tangent, but um, I just thought that was a cool example. So, uh, so anyway, this idea of looking at the detail in the body and also be able, being able to step back and look at the big picture is part of what we need to leverage when we think about this idea of muscles and the roles that they play, right? Isn't it crazy? I was talking about real estate and now I'm talking about muscles. Woo. Anyway, hope you're still with me here. So, um, so let's go back to some of the basics. When we have a muscle that does what it's designed to do, let's say you pick up a cup of coffee, you bend your arm when you're doing it, that is uh, elbow flexion and the muscle doing that action is the biceps. So in that action of picking up your coffee cup, you are using your biceps as the agonist. Your triceps, whose main job is to extend your elbow, 
is allowing your biceps to overtake its role as an elbow extensor. And therefore your elbow bends and you're able to pick up the cup. So in that action of bending your elbow, your bicep is the agonist and your tricep is the antagonist. And now let's say you have to reach up into the um, upper, upper shelf in your kitchen cabinet to retrieve something. So you definitely need to straighten your arm. So you're gonna extend your elbow to get that thing in the top cabinet there. And so when you do that, your tricep is now the agonist and your bicep is the antagonist. Your bicep is allowing your tricep to overtake it so that you can straighten your arm to get the thing in the top cabinet. And I want you to also just kind of recognize that I'm using just real life examples, picking up a coffee cup, reaching you know, up to your top shelf in your cabinet. This is part of what I want you to be able to do when you're teaching, because sometimes when we're teaching, people are so focused on talking about the poses and they're not relating what the students are doing on the mat to things they do in their real life. And I promise you, they could be practicing yoga till they're blue in the face. They're going to be doing those activities of daily living a lot more than they're doing yoga. And so the more you can connect movements that you're teaching them on the mat to movements they do in their life the more transferable the learning is going to be that you're facilitating for them and the bigger your impact. If we're always and only just talking about poses, it really just starts to get people thinking it's just about the postures and that's not what we want it to just be about. Yes, we want it to be about the postures in part. We also want to be able to help them relate it to movements in their life so that the healthy movements we teach them in yoga, they can transfer to all those other things that they're doing. So those are examples of ag agonist and antagonist. I mean, I just gave you the simple one of bicep and tricep. And then we talked about the, um, the roles of those muscles and what that, what those two roles mean. So keep in mind, this is a really great theme uh, from an anatomical perspective that you could bring into your class. So you could teach an agonist antagonist theme where the anatomical action was opening and closing the shoulders. So external and internal rotation. You could focus on the pectorals in terms of turning the shoulders in. You could focus on the rhomboids and middle traps in terms of external rotation of the shoulders and also add in the teres minor and infraspinatus, which are part of the rotator cuff and the two primary external rotators. You could focus on hip movements and the hip flexors and their coordination with the gluteus maximus and the hamstrings when it comes to the hip movements of uh, hip flexion and hip extension. Those are just two examples. There's lots of different ones. Now, of course, it's gonna require that you understand the anatomy and I would not suggest that you do any of this theming if you're not comfortable with the anatomy. It's just a way to sort of present to you what's possible when you do understand the fundamentals of anatomy. Uh, so that's one component from an anatomy perspective I wanted to talk about today. The other thing I wanted to point out was the muscles of external rotation of the hip. And the reason I was thinking of this, it might seem like a little bit of a non sequitur, but the reason I was thinking of it is I was thinking of phrases that get really overstated in classes when we teach. And that, that phrase of open your hips is definitely one that gets overstated. Like 
people are just saying that so much. And so let's just be sure we're all on the same page and we understand what that means. So when we say open the hips, what we're talking about is external rotation. That to me is different from lengthen the hips, which is hip extension. So the hip is a ball and socket. When we turn the toes out like a dancer, we're externally rotating the hips. The primary muscles of external rotation are on the posterior hip, the back of the hip, and they include muscles like the gemelli, the two gemelli muscles, uh, the obturator internus and externus, the quadratus femoris and the piriformis. You might've heard of the piriformis because the sciatic nerve runs through it. And sometimes people get sciatica if the cause of it is an irritated piriformis, which is pressing on the nerve. And they'll feel that most likely as uh, a radiating pain or discomfort or feeling down their leg because the sciatic nerve is, I believe the longest nerve in the body and it runs all the way down your leg. So um, keep in mind, you know, being able to break down, you know, kind of the yoga talk, the yoga speak, I call it, into its anatomical components is what really gives you integrity as a teacher because it, it's what distinguishes someone who's just saying things to someone who really knows what they're saying. It doesn't mean we never say open the hips. It just means that we know what it means <laughs> and we're not just saying the words. Um, and this sort of leads me to the last part of this, this um, episode, which has to do with um, just some different inquiry questions that you can ask yourself to get a feeling for is your teaching developing in the way that you want? Now, of course, I'm just here doing this podcast. I don't know what you want as a teacher. I don't know where you want to go as a teacher. However, I've talked to a lot of teachers at this point. I mean, in just the past couple of months of this year, well, now obviously more than a couple, but just in this past year between teachers who have enrolled in my program, teachers who I've met in my classes or in the free workshops I do or the emails or the social media posts, just getting a sense of like, what are the questions that teachers are asking themselves or what are the feelings that they're having when they teach that just don't feel good? Matter of fact, I had a conversation the other day with a teacher and it was really, I don't want to say it was sad because it wasn't like I pitied her. I actually saw her in a moment of strength because she could recognize how she was feeling. And at the same time, she felt empowered to take right action. And that is a powerful place to be. Let me tell you, it's one thing as a teacher to kind of be focused on what's not happening in the way that you want. And it's, and to have these feelings where, you know, you're not connecting with your students or you don't feel authentic when you teach, or you don't, you know, whatever the issue is and to just kind of be stuck there. It's another thing to recognize that, acknowledge it. And then at the same time, take action to move forward from that. You know, let me just, before I go into these inquiry questions, let me just take a little sidebar because I'm reading this book called, um, oh, goodness gracious, it's by Ryan Holiday. Haha, <laughs> I'm going to completely blank on the title. Um, I'll think of it in a second, but the book is by Ryan Holiday. It's one of his first books. And it has to do with how do you sort of change your perspective so that you can move forward through life powerfully? 
And in one of the um, chapters that I was reading yesterday, he writes about the difference between, and I don't know if he poses it literally this way, I believe it's perspective and reality. And when you think about as yoga teachers, that is so much of what oftentimes causes us grief because there's the reality of what's happening in front of us as we teach and our students are experiencing our classes. And then there's the perspective that we apply to it or the perspective that we come at that scenario with. So I'll give you a perfect example. Think about you teach a class, you're teaching the class and you just feel like really out of your body, like this just isn't going over well. They look really bored. I, I just, I don't feel like my words are connecting with them. And by the time you're done and they're in Shavasana, you're just so relieved that that is done. And you just want to sort of run out of the room and run home and sit on the couch. And as you're packing up, a student comes up to you and says, I love that class. Thank you so much. And you're just like, how could that be possible? That has happened to me. And that is a perfect example of how we can apply meaning to something that can be so totally off. And in a way, why are we even applying meaning to it at all? Why can't we just let it stand the way it is, right? And then just keep moving forward. It's really hard. Um, and yet at the same time, we can do it if we just choose to not get sucked up in kind of the post-game analysis, the Monday morning quarterbacking. And I definitely would suggest this to you as yoga teachers um, is just to really try to refrain from doing that Monday morning quarterbacking, whether it's about your classes or why aren't people showing up to your classes or whatever it is. Matter of fact, I did a video on TikTok recently where I was talking about, you know, when I was an, an initial teacher, a new teacher, I was told, you know, people vote with their feet. If you don't have a lot of people in your classes, it's you, it's about you. And there's a part of that maybe that I sort of feel like could be true. However, most of the time that people aren't coming to your classes, it has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with them. They don't have time. They don't, you know, value it at that moment. They've got too much going on. They're not feeling well, whatever it is. You know, if it's something where you're charging, they don't feel like they have the money, even though they might have the money. Maybe they don't feel like they have the money. Whatever it is, it's not about you. And I think once we really appreciate that, it's so freeing because it allows us to free ourselves up and just move forward and just do what we want to do, do what we feel like is the right next step. So we can encourage more people to do whatever it is we, we are offering, you know, join our workshop, join our program, join our class, whatever it is that we offer that we believe is the way that we can help people in a way that feels consistent with what we're passionate about. And I am all about that. Like that is my whole existence. That's, that's what I love about what I do. So let me just close out this episode by just asking you uh, these transformational questions. So the first one is, how do you feel when you teach? How do you feel in your body when you teach? The next one is, are you going after the opportunities that you want? Are you going after the opportunities that you want? 
The third one is, are you creating the opportunities that you want? Right? Because if, are you, if you heard, are you going after the opportunities you want? And you thought, yeah, no one's getting back to me. Well, my next question is, are you creating the opportunities you want? Uh, the next one is, where are you spending most of your time when it comes to, really when it comes to your life? But if we hone in and focus this on your yoga teaching path, like where are you focusing most of your time? If you're spending a lot of time doing your sequences, notice that. Where are you spending most of your time? And then the last question is, what would it look like to you if teaching was effortless and fun and took nothing to figure out? I'll read that again. What would it look like to you if teaching was effortless and fun and took no figuring out? Like imagine how light and easy that would be. So your answers to these questions will lead you on the path to success. And at the same time, I recognize that you might feel a little stuck about how to answer those questions. So I want you to know that you can book a call with me and I am happy to go through those questions with you and ask you some follow-up questions so that you can really arrive at the answers. So don't be shy. Uh, don't hear those questions and freak out and think this is just more evidence. I'm never going to get where I want to go as a teacher. Just go to my website, book a call with me or DM me on Instagram send me an email and uh, let's, let's get on the phone. All right. So we've come to the end of this episode. I hope to see you in class this week. I hope to see you uh, at my next workshop, which date is TBD. I will be setting that up uh, for the month of May shortly and um, keep your eye out too, because I have some really cool relationships I'm developing with people like Caitlin, who are in the financial planning space for yoga teachers. Uh, I have a, a couple of other friends that I'm doing some things with who, some of them are yoga teacher, yoga teachers, some of them are not. However, they all have really interesting um, offers and messages to share. Matter of fact, some of you recently enrolled in my friend's program, Natanya Stamboli. She is the founder of Yogi Flight School. And I was helping her promote her program, which I think is so awesome because she teaches people arm balances, which is just something that I feel like a lot of people are looking for ways to do. And she has this wonderful way of presenting them. And I know that some of you saw my link about her program and enrolled off of my link. And so she was really excited to see that. And I just love, you know, bringing you people that you might not otherwise know um, but for the fact that I shared their information. So I'm going to be doing more of that every month. I'm trying to connect with somebody that might have value to some of you out there in terms of what they offer. So look for May's person. I already have somebody in mind and I'm just starting conversations with them about doing a free uh, workshop this month. So with that, I will close. I hope you have a wonderful week and I look forward to seeing you again here on, of course, not seeing literally, but figuratively on Conversations for Yoga Teachers. Thank you so much for listening and namaste. Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to that episode. 
Before you go, I want to let you know about a new mini course I just created as of October 2021. It's called the Yoga Anatomy Blueprint Learning Program mini course. It's essentially an introductory version to my signature program that teaches you anatomy so that you grow your confidence in sharing cues and sequences and in all those conversations you have with your students. If you're like some of the yoga teachers I speak to, you might feel as if you don't have the time to do my full program. That's one of the main reasons I created this mini course, which will give you all the same steps in my signature blueprint approach to teaching you anatomy and will allow you to complete it in much less time. There are 10 modules each of about 10 minutes each, and the entire program walks you through mini lessons from the larger program. You'll leave with specific new skills that you can start to use right away. You may also leave with a keen interest in enrolling in the larger program because your curiosity and confidence have been stoked. For you, the podcast listener, I'm offering $5 off the purchase price of the mini program, which is just priced at $27, so the cost will go down to $22 for you. Once you complete the mini course, you'll see in the next step section how to get a $50 credit to put towards the larger program should you decide to invest in that in the future. To purchase the mini program, visit my website at barebonesyoga.com, click the link for online courses, and select the mini course link. When you check out before you enter your credit card, enter the code podcast, and you will receive the $5 off. I hope you enjoy the program. I hope it stokes your curiosity and builds your confidence. Namaste.